This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. First, can we give a hand to, well, Jesus first? <laughs> can we do that? There's no idol worship in here. And then let's give a hand to the worship team. <laughs> They're so amazing. Um, I just, Alex was ready to end like 20 minutes ago. Um, so if you're upset about worship, it's my fault. It just felt so good, right? Like, I don't know, I reached a point where I was just on the floor, and, and he took me to my secret place, and, and uh, I'm actually going to share my secret place with you. Have you ever seen the movie Gladiator? If you have, raise your hand. Right? It's such a manly movie. Like, I love that movie, right? So uh, it's the part where he, if you haven't seen it and you plan to watch it, this came out in the year 2000, um, and I used to go with my dad. My dad loved it so, my biological dad, he loved it so much that we went to the movie theater four times. Isn't that crazy? It's before DVDs and Netflix and all that stuff was out. Um, and, and so my dad literally paid the ticket four times for each of us to go and watch Gladiator. So that's probably why I like it so much. Uh, but anyway, so to say all that, to say, if you haven't watched it, I'm going to spoil it for you. Go watch it. It's still good. So there's a part where he's getting ready to die. And every time he's getting ready to die, you see him walking, and it's black and white, and he's walking through this gate, and his hands are on the field, and he's walking. And, uh, and the first time I watched it, without even knowing Jesus, I was like, oh, my gosh, he's in heaven because his family died and all that, and he's walking there. Um, and so God, one day during an art sozo uh, that Pastor Sally was doing, he was like, hey, you're my gladiator. And I was like, oh, I don't want to die. <laughs> I don't want to die. I don't want to fight in the Coliseum. I don't want to fight a lion. I don't want to fight a tiger. And then he was like, it's okay. You just have to die with me. And I was like, okay. The minute that I did that, it was me in that scene walking through the field with him. And it's beautiful because when God shows you a secret place, like that's actually you. That's, that's you and him together. And what he wants to do is he wants to expand on that. And uh, so it's really cool because I never made it past the door. You know, like I, I, one time I made it past the door and then I touched the grain. But this time when we were worshiping, I saw who was all the way at the end of the road when, when I was walking. And it was Jesus. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It, I was walking in heaven with Jesus, walking me to Jesus. I know he's weird like that, but I love that paradigm because he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> Are you with me? Can I get an amen? Oh, my gosh. Are you guys still in worship? Because I was I forgot I was even supposed to speak, honestly, like. Like, I was so in there. I was like, oh, my gosh, I got to speak. Uh, anyways, he's a good God, right? Can I get an amen? Awesome. So I'm thinking, okay, I, I love to speak. I love doing this part. Um, Pastor Babette sent me this teaching on this guy named Lance Walno that I love. And at the end of the teaching, he, um, <clears throat> he said, I want you to close your eyes. So I'm going to do the exercise with you guys. Close your eyes. And I want you to imagine the time where you felt the most alive and the most excited. Okay, just picture that. Take a deep breath. Because at the end of his teaching, I'm not saying this is true. At the end of his teaching, he said, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Because that's where you are the most alive. And when I had my eyes closed on 66, do not do this. I was, my eyes were closed on 66, and I opened them uh, to, to obviously not die, because I wasn't trying to be gladiator yet. I, um, when I opened them, I sought myself teaching. And you know it's his idea, because I did not want to teach. I did not want to do this. I did not want to speak. I really thought my accent was too thick. I thought I speak too fast. And uh, at the time, I was a little chubby, so I didn't want to be up here in front of you guys, especially on live. But that's how I knew it was God. So when I'm up here, I feel the most alive because I'm with him. Are you with me? 
Okay, cool. So whatever you got, I just bless you with that. Uh, I think I'm going to start with an encouraging word, okay? How many of you guys work really hard? Raise your hand. Awesome. Pastor Babette, Pastor Kathy and I, cool. Oh, Mr. Kevin, awesome. No wonder you're so buff. That's great. Awesome. So, I, and Pastor JR, duh, of course. Yeah. Hey, can we give a hand for Pastor JR? I love this man. He's amazing. He's just as bad as my wife, but can you guys give a hand to my wife because she hates when I do this? Awesome. So anyways, so the encouraging word is this. When you're tired and you feel empty, you still have more. Is that with me? So for everybody that's feeling upset, for everybody that's brokenhearted, oh, we're going deep right now. For for anyone who feels like they're going through the darkest season of their life right now, you are not empty. There's more in you. Come on, there's more in you. There's so much more in you. And this wasn't even part of what I wanted to speak about, but I felt it so hard when we were worshiping that you are not empty. You can feel empty, but you're not. You have the the unlimited resource. This is in the Bible that we we dive into the wells of salvation. That means that that well is deep. And all you're waiting for is to dig in. And and I can tell you this because Pastor JR and I build stuff. We work really hard together. And so I'm physically tired, right? And every time I come in here to worship, I'm like, It's not about me, God. It's about you. I'm just stewarding this body. I'm just stewarding every breath that I have. So I'm going to give whatever you want to give me, and I'm going to give it away. And every time when I feel I have nothing to give away, there's, oop, there's more. Are you with me? And so during worship, like, I know all those extra songs weren't part of their sets. You know how I know? Because I told them to go deeper. (laughs) But yet there was more. So I just want to encourage you that there is more to your life than what you're feeling right now. And that's beautiful because that's how hope starts. And hope is what you set your eyes on, right? And in Hebrews 12, which is actually where we're going to dive in first, it says to strip off anything that weighs you down. And that word strip is exactly what you think it is. It means to take off. It means to take off. And I thought about this because I'm like, man, God, if you want me to strip this off, like that means there's something new that you want to put on me, right? And so I literally thought myself going into the closet while, while, I have no shirt on because I stripped it off and finding a brand new shirt that he wants to give me, right? But there's a hope, there's an expectation that when I get up from my bed and I walk to my closet, all my clothes isn't gone. (laughs) Are you with me? And that's the same way it works with God. He wants to keep it so simple. There's more shirts for you to wear, (laughs) no matter how holy you feel. Like that holy, you know, like you got gunshots and stuff. Okay, cool. So I think I also wanted to speak about love. Uh, these shoes that I have on actually were an act of love by Alex. Do you see them? If you don't see them on Facebook Live, you need to be here. So bless you. So anyways, so these shoes, I love them so much. Uh, he gave them for my birthday, and it was actually a year ago when I got to speak here. This is the last time I got to speak. So I'm walking with my shoes, and, and I started realizing how, how giddy I felt because I had a hard day at work from working so hard. And he gave me the shoes, and I was full of energy. And I was full of love. And that night I spoke about how the power, there, there's have, literally because of love, love just isn't something that you tell your boyfriend or girlfriend because you want to go to bed with them. Like, that's not how it works. Love is a sacrifice. It's an expression. It's something that gives you life, that you give that person life and they give you life. And so when Alex gave me these shoes, like, that love literally filled me up. And I started to read the, the, the word of God through the lens of love. And I started realizing that that's how Jesus made it to earth. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son to die for us. So we may not perish, but have eternal life. It was love. Love brought Jesus off his throne for you to meet you where you are in your broken part of your life or the good part of your life because he loves you. Isn't that good? Okay, cool. Awesome. So I, <laughs> it's so cool to say, like, you know, I love God and he loves me and I love all his people when it comes to church because it's so easy. Everybody comes in pretending or 
they might come in being real, you know? I try to be as real as I can. So what happens when somebody comes into church to steal from you? Ooh, okay, cool. So for my birthday, along with these shoes that I got, uh, this person that I love so much in Florida actually sent me a gift. And uh, all my gamers, are there any gamers out here? All the dudes and some girls? All right, cool. Awesome. So uh, I had a Game Boy, which is just something you could put in your pocket that you get to play with. And this dude out of nowhere came into my office, grabbed my stuff, and left. He took my Game Boy. He took some money. He took my I won't tell you how much the watch was. My, my wife might be mad at me. Uh, but just know it tracked my calories, my heart rate, my weight, all these crazy things. And you can sing it to my phone. All that stuff was gone. And it's cool to talk about how we have the love of God and we're going to love everybody no matter what. But when somebody does you wrong, that's when you actually get to see if you have the full expression of God living inside of you. Are you with me? Okay, cool. No condemnation like Pastor Kathy says. There might be conviction and that's good. Let it in. Are you guys still with me? Awesome. Okay, cool. So this dude took it, but this is the crazy part. I kind of chased the guy. <laughs> I chased the guy. I had no idea he had my game board myself. I just knew he wasn't supposed to be where he was. And so I'm like going at him. He tells me his name is, uh, I can't tell you his real name. He tells me his name is Joe, right? And so I'm like, Joe, that is not your name. You don't look like a Joe to me. Like, that's not right. And, and I actually chased him outside to the parking lot. And I'm like, I have the cops on the phone. I'm like, hey, like, you better leave. Like, did you steal anything? If you have nothing to hide, you better stay here. And he was like, uh, he said this thing. He was like, if you don't stop pursuing me, I'm going to punch you. And every, in all eight years of my military experience, rose up, came through love. <laughs> and, that's, and I did not want to love him. Uh, somebody made this joke. I want to give him the five-fold ministry so bad. I did not want to pray for him. I did not want to tell him I love him. And uh, so anyways, so, so Pastor JR, I think God was there uh, looking out for me, making sure that I was okay. So I felt safe. Doesn't it feel good when you have a father figure in your life? Come on. What if God is that father figure in your life and you're looking at him and he's looking for you? And you even know he was there. Anyways, so the guy walks away. I come back. I'm so sad. Like, I'm on the verge of tears. Uh, this amazing woman, uh, I got to speak to her. And I'm like, man, this was so precious to me because somebody bought it for me. So it wasn't actually the thing. The thing that made value to it was the fact that people thought of me. Like the shoes, right? Like it doesn't matter how much these shoes cost. It might to Alex because he's the one that paid for it. But it means so much more than what he bought because of the expression. Are you still with me? Okay, cool. So the point I'm trying to get to is this crazy story about how I walked with Jesus on accident. So, so that happened almost a year ago. And, uh, and this is the cool part, right? I'm on the verge of, like, crying because of my Game Boy. And this amazing woman behind my back went to my wife and was, like, unacceptable. Here's a check. Go buy him a new one. Isn't that awesome? How God covers you when the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy? He's so good, right? And he uses people. Like, I wasn't trying to get it. Like, it just happened. He's so good. But this is the cool part. The enemy lost because not only do I have a brand new Game Boy, but I have two chargers and he has none. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? He's out there just playing with this, like, Game Boy that doesn't work. And you know what else? That watch, I have the charger. He doesn't have that watch. Isn't that crazy? So when the enemy comes and steals stuff from you, when he takes things from you, he's actually, like Pastor Barry said in one of his prophetic words, an idiot. The enemy's an idiot. He's stealing stuff from you that doesn't work for him. But that's why he tries to come and steal from you. That's why he doesn't want you to sing when you're worshiping. Are you with me? Because he's trying to use that power, but he can't. But you can. You get to have fun. You get to tell everybody, this is my dad. This is the woman that loved me. Here's my Game Boy. Have you, you don't even know what a Game Boy is. 
Half of you guys don't even know what the word is, but yeah, it changes your life. Isn't that good? Half of you guys are listening to Christianese, like there's an anointing and there's healing and there's by stripes are healed. And you don't know what it is, but yet the miracles happen. Isn't that good? I was, I, I'm, don't let me forget about Joe, okay? I almost said his real name. Don't let me forget about Joe, okay? Alex, you're, you're, in, you're in charge, all right? I love you so much. Large and in charge. Okay, so, so, I'm, <laughs> so then I'm going and uh, I was going to go somewhere really good with this. Oh, okay, so I was doing the welcoming a uh, couple of Sundays. How many of you guys come to Sundays? Raise your hand. Okay, awesome. Okay, cool. I love you guys. If you don't, I encourage you. Come on Sunday. It's really fun. Okay, cool. So then uh, on one Sunday, I was doing a welcoming, you know, and I'm like talking about Hebrews 12.1, actually, like to strip off everything that weighs us down. And I got off and how many of you guys have ever had bad thoughts about yourself? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Oh, too late. If you did, we bless you in the name of Jesus. And uh, <laughs> so anyways, Alex is, uh, Matt is secretly going like that. Oh, no, he's just bouncing his keys. My bad. I, ain't, I love you, Matt. So... <laughs> Oh, both his hands. Okay, cool. So anyways, so, so I get off, and I'm like, man, that wasn't the best one. Like, I didn't feel goosebumps. I didn't cry. I didn't sweat. Like, I didn't feel healing. I didn't feel power, all that stuff. Later do I know, the next day, Pastor Gavin calls me into his office, and he's like, Rafa, come in here. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So he has this little thing of M&Ms. I take them. I'm eating them. And, and he's like, do you know this pastor came up to me? And I was like, oh, God, here we go. I quoted something wrong. I did something wrong. And then he was like, he had oil in his hands from your welcoming. And I was like, that's a lie. You're lying. Like, there's no way. There's no, I didn't feel goosebumps. I didn't have fire. I didn't cry. I didn't sweat. I didn't pour out blood. But yet a miracle happened. Are you with me? So there's something about reading the scriptures and hearing God's voice, even though you don't have the full understanding that causes miracles, not only for you, but for other people. Because it's not about you, it's about God, right? That's why in Proverbs 3, 5, it says, don't lean in your own understanding, lean on his. And acknowledge him in all your ways. Are you with me? Because there's something powerful about the stewardship that he's given to you. Stewardship literally means it belongs to somebody else, but they're giving it to you for safekeeping. Right? That's the best thing. It's not my job. It's his idea. It's his idea to make me a steward. So there's no pressure on me. And uh, I'm still with Joe, right? Don't forget about Joe. So, so I'm, uh, I was thinking about pressure today because Pastor GR was so sweet. I love this man so much. Uh, he, he was like, today, Rafa, we're not going to do any huge physical labor. Like, today, I just need you to go and, and read the word. And I was like, all right. And then Pastor Kathy was like, what are you doing cleaning? You better go play this piano. And I'm like, okay, I'll go play this piano. And, uh, and, and I'm, you know, trying to get into this routine. And I feel so off. Do you guys ever have off days? Is it just me? Okay, cool. So, so uh, I'm having this off day, and literally I had the off, you know, I know when I got to teach, and I know what I'm going to talk about. And I come in here, and during worship, I realized why I felt so off. Do you guys want to know why? Because there was no pressure on me. But I was so used to walking around with pressure that I felt weird. That ever happened to you? When you get used to doing something, and that thing goes away, so you feel unnatural? That's actually the best revelation I had today. Right? If you're still trying to catch it, that's cool. But there's something beautiful about worship where it's just you and Jesus. Like, Alex isn't here saying, like, it's just about seeing Jesus just so we can sound cool. It literally is just about seeing Jesus. Because when you see Jesus, you're having a conversation with him because he wants to speak to you. He's actually been trying to speak to you all day, but you're too busy trying to go play the piano. (laughs) Trying to find him in the piano. I'm like, oh, Jesus, come on. Oh, C chord, G chord. Uh, He's jealous for me. (laughs) You know what? I hit the pedal wrong. Uh, F chord. You know, like... I'm playing all these things, 
And but there's something about not striving and allowing Jesus just to be Jesus and to meet you where you are. You guys get it? All the worshipers are laughing at me. I love you guys. All right, cool. You guys are worshipers too. All right, so the point of that was there's something beautiful about letting Jesus be Jesus and meeting you where you are no matter how you feel. Because he's the one that gives you the revelations because he wants to give you those revelations. He wants to change your life. And he wants to meet you here, but he also wants to meet you in your car. He wants to meet you when you're angry, when you don't feel good about yourself. Those are when he actually wants to meet you the most. All right, so going back to Joe. So <laughs> you got to start. forgot about Joe. Alex, good job. In the spirit, he was like Joe, and I caught it. All right, so, so anyway, so um, um, uh, Sunday, I'm, uh, I'm in this meeting uh, because we're going to have In the Wild. Are you guys excited for In the Wild? Celeste? Oh, hey, man. Hey, guys, what's up? I love you guys. Facebook Live, if you were here, you would know what I'm saying was up to. So anyway, so uh, it's, we're having a meeting about camp, right, because we're not going to go to the mountains anymore because they're closed because of COVID, but we're going to do an Out of the Wild here. In the buildings, we're doing all the safety stuff, so don't worry. Um, but anyway, so we're in this meeting. Uh, J- my wife is calling me because it's uh, her little sister's birthday. And she's like, hey, you need ice. We need, we need ice now. And I'm like, isn't there 100 other people that can go get ice? She's like, but you're the one. And you know God calls you even though there's 100 people. You're the one? <laughs> Has anybody else been there? Okay, cool. You're just highlighted. You're the one, right? I need you to go and love that person and give the word. No, God, you somebody else. But you're the one. You're the one I want. I'll, I'll tell you why. So it's 2.30. I didn't feel no prompting, like, in my heart. I didn't feel like, Rafa, in the name of the Lord, rise and get out of here and get the ice. None of that. It was, all right, it's time to go. I <laughs> closed my Bible, put it in my backpack, put it on. I'm in my car. I'm like, oh, I'm empty. I'm almost empty on my gas. I'm driving down suddenly, but I'm only thinking about the ice, right? I'm thinking about the word from my wife, <laughs> the person I answer to other than the Lord, all right? So then I'm driving. I'm passing all these gas stations, and I'm like, you know what? I can just get it to this gas station because it's closest to the ice, where I'm going to get the ice. I pull in. Guess who I see? If you know, say his name. I see Mr. Joe. And I see him. And, uh, and Joe doesn't go to church, by the way. Just if you don't know, he's at the gas station <laughs> asking for money. Right? So then I pull in. I see him in my heart. Ooh, how many of you guys had adrenaline rush? Like, do, 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 do. Right? Eight years of military. <sighs> oh, coming out. Oh, calm down. <laughs> So then I, I roll in, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, Jesus. I know I've been preaching about love and stewardship and how much he loves us and how we should strip things down. But right now I'm mad. He stole my stuff. Thank goodness. Thank goodness that we have these amazing people here at church that love us so much. Because literally after this altercation with Joe, I went to Pastor Babette. I freaking cried. And she shows with me, which means made, uh, made whole, right? Healed, saved, and delivered. I forgave Joe, and I forgave myself. Because I didn't feel like I was a good protector, but I'm amazing because I'm gladiator. So anyways, so that's the revelation I got with PB. So it's something cool about when you have a sozo and he gives you a truth because in the moment that you need it, that you don't know you need it, you need it. Does that make sense? So in that moment that I didn't know I need it, I started thinking about I forgave Joe. I'm not mad at him anymore. I don't want to hurt him anymore. I don't want to do that to him. I don't want to love him, but I don't want to hurt him. And so how many of you guys know God gave us something cool in Acts called the Holy Spirit? Right, that when he ascended higher than the earth into heavens to sit at the right hand of God, he was like, I can't leave you alone. Here's the Holy Spirit. This is why I had to die for you. Right, the Holy Spirit came to live in you. So the reason that we speak in these weird languages of shito, rota, helae, muna, eta, shito, is because that's your secret language between you and God. That's the simple gospel to me. It's your secret language between you and God. Nobody else understands it. Not even the devil. 
But somehow when you do that, when you're actually getting in touch with the Holy Spirit, that's how you bring down revelation. You know why? Because he loves you. Yeah, right. Love. Love brings that down. So I decided to fix my thoughts on him, fix my eyes. Pastor Jr. and I talked about that today in Philippians 4. Uh, to fix my thoughts on Jesus and that forgiveness, I'm, I'm interceding. And there's, uh, all the other gas stations are good. So I come out the car and I'm like, you know what? Let it go, Rafa. Let's not do anything. Let's just pump our gas, do what we were supposed to do. Guess what happens? He comes up to me. Joe comes up to me. And he wasn't like, I'm so sorry, I took your Game Boy and your watch. He was like, hey, you got money? He was like, you got money for me? Like, I I need some money, man. And I'm looking at him in his eyes, and I'm like, I don't got no money for you. But then the love of God came on me. Come on, Proverbs 3, 5, again, stripping off every weight. Hebrews 12, 2, right? I stripped off that anger, and when I did that, the love of God came on me. And I no longer wanted to inflict pain. I no longer even wanted forgiveness. I was saying words I didn't even want to say. I said, I don't have cash, but I have a card. So go and wait by the door. I'll buy you a drink. And after he walked away, I was like, Jesus, why? I don't want this. Are you trying to get me go to jail? Like, why? And so uh, I did the smart thing. I took the gas out. I locked my windows. I locked my car. Because how many of you guys know you go through something to learn from it? Come on, man. Come on, you got to think. So I lock my car up. I see him, and more of the love of God came out. And it was, what is your favorite drink? And Holy Spirit gave me this revelation. He was on my way there. He was like, his favorite drink is the green Gatorade. And I'm like, God, why do you keep giving me these weird words? Like, who cares about green Gatorade? And so I was like, hey, what's your favorite drink? He's like, green Gatorade. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And I was like, well, we're going to get you your green Gatorade, you know. And we walk in there. And then at this point, I'm at peace with God, and I'm in agreement with him. How many of you guys know it's easier? Life is easier when you're in agreement with God. Yeah. Come on. Can I get another hand clap? Another TV? All right, cool. This is for you. All right, I'm, I'm having my revelation. So then I'm walking in there, and then I'm like, I'm going to love this dude. I'm like, I'm, this is what God wants. This is what the Lord wants. It's passing all my understanding, but I'm going to love this dude. And so we go in there. I open the fridge. There's no green Gatorade. I know, right? Like, it's so funny how God gives you a word to connect with somebody, not for you to reach that goal. Does that make sense? Kind of. Okay, I'm still working on that one myself because God gives me visions for me to pursue, and sometimes they don't come through. But yet, in that process, I learned something more valuable than the thing I was pursuing. Right? Okay, cool. So then, uh, (laughs) I can't say it again. I love you. So (laughs) So I walk in there, and he's, like, looking for the Gatorade, and he reaches for a Powerade, and I yell at him. I'm like, no, you need the green Gatorade. That is the drink you want, and I'm trying to love you, so we need to find a green Gatorade. He's like, no, please, please, Powerade is okay. At this point, I'm scaring him, and he grabs the orange Powerade. I'm like, well, you better get two. We get a better deal with two. And so he grabs another orange Gatorade, and then we're waiting in line, and, you know, I have my mask on, so I'm praying hard. How many of you guys, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good of those that love God. I hate these masks, but I can pray in the spirit with them, okay? So I'm in line. He has no idea. I'm interceding for his life. I go up there. I pay his car. uh, You know, I pay for his drink, and God was like, you need to have a conversation with him. And I was like, Jesus, oh, my gosh. How many of you guys know? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to give you a scripture because this is what I literally had to say to myself. Hebrews 12, 2. We do this. Say, we do this. Say life. We do this life by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion. The who? Good job. You're listening. The champion who initiates and perfects our faith. He what? He initiates and perfects 
our faith. Right? And this is what I love. Jesus did this first. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. That's how we got the Holy Spirit and the ability for him to talk to me, to get out of, <laughs> to leave at 2.30 without him actually talking to me, to know that the gas was going to be empty where it was, to meet Joe where he was going to be. <laughs> Are you with me? To know that he likes green Gatorade so I can have this conversation with him. Yeah. Right? Because Jesus did it first. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Say, no shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. Oh, this is what I told you. Hey, that's awesome. So, so I'm in there, uh, get him the two powers. We walk outside, and I just, confidence just hit me. Like, I had no idea. But it wasn't malicious. I didn't want to be mean to him. Malicious? I didn't even know I knew that word. Thanks, Holy Spirit. So I'm like, malicious. Uh, I didn't want to be malicious to him. And I'm looking at him in his, in his eyes. Uh, another Pastor Babette thing. Uh, when you look at somebody in your eyes, like, be intentional about it. What she does with me a lot is she gives me love, and I, oh, I feel it because I get so uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't deserve to be loved. And she's like, yes, you do in Jesus' name, and then I feel loved. It's awesome. So I started doing that with him, and I'm like, you're going to get loved. You're going to get loved. And so I have my eyes open because they're a little squinty, and I'm like, you're going to get loved. You're going to get loved right now in the name of Jesus. And then, I w- and then these words came out of my, my mouth, just how malicious came out of my mouth. It was, you came into my office. You grabbed my Game Boy. You grabbed my watch. You grabbed my money. And you stole from me. And he was like, no, man, no, I never steal from nobody, ever. And I'm like, you better, oh, you better put that fist there. I'm like, you did. Literally, I was like, you did, but I forgave you. Are you with me? Are you just in shock? Because I was in shock. I'm like, I can't believe I'm saying this. And I'm just trying to get ice. <laughs> trying to go to my little sister's party. So anyway, so I'm out here with Joe. And, and uh, he's like, I never stole from nobody. And I was like, I forgave you, man. I forgave you. And I didn't want to buy you this, but God did because he loves you so much. He wants to know how loved you are. And he just stood quiet. He didn't know what to do. I don't think I would either. I don't think I did either when I was going to commit suicide, but God decided to intervene and love me. And here I am today talking to you. It was his idea. Are you with me? Okay, cool. So I'm looking at his eyes, and he's just quiet. He doesn't know what to say. And I'm like, I love you. I was like, I, I, I love you because God loves you so much that he would make me do all this just to talk to you and tell you that I forgave you. And I'm like, can I pray for you? And, uh, and he put his hand out. <laughs> and I don't care what disease is going on. I'm going to love this guy because God died for us in order to love us. Like he got uncomfortable. He risked his life. He died for us. Now I'm not saying go and hug everybody, but I'm saying this dude, do you understand the situation? This guy's life needs to be changed. And God put me there to do it. Are you with me? So he has his hand out. If not with a fist, his hand out wide open. Why do you think when we worship, we have our hands open? Because we're given. Oh, so good. I don't mean to yell at you. I'm just passionate. So he has his hand out. And I immediately grab it. COVID doesn't even go through my head. I just, I just grab it. And I just start praying for him. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I probably said more things, but just like malicious, I can't remember. So I grab his hand and I'm like, hey. Jesus loves you so much. Thank you, God, that you love him and condemnation and shame breaks off his life. And I thank you, God, that you love him so much that you would put me here. And as I'm saying these things, I don't even know what I'm saying. He's shaking. His hand is just shaking and he's holding back tears and he's clenching his jaw. And and this is my favorite part of the whole thing. His eyes were closed. His eyes were closed and his head was bowed. Like he trusted me. And you know how I know he, because I didn't trust him. I had my eyes wide open. (laughs) Just because you love somebody don't mean you got to trust them. <laughs> Come on. 
so anyway, so, so I'm looking at, uh, you know, I'm trying to look through his eyelids and, uh, and praying for him. And he's shaking and he's holding back tears. And, and afterwards, he like, you know, we let go. And how many of you guys know it's not good just to pray for somebody and walk away? Right? Like Jesus had relationship with everybody that he was with. How would it have looked like if Jesus, if you don't know where this is, is in the Gospels, John, Luke, Matthew, Mark. Every time he grabbed the disciple, he wasn't like, come on, I'll show you how to be fishers of men. And then left him where he was. He took him. When they felt disqualified, when they felt like they didn't belong anywhere, anywhere in the world, when they were actual, they were, they were being, un, my wife and I are watching this show called The Chosen. If you guys have seen The Chosen, clap. It's not cheesy. I love it. I'm tired of cheesy Christian films. Like, that is not us. We should be the best. All right, rant over. So, in, in, that, in that movie, in the show, it's crazy because they really do a good job about showing their surroundings and what's going on. And, and what's going on is they're under oppression by the Roman law, by Romans. And it's not a, like you literally can't go out your house without them saying you, you stink, loser. More words than that. But, you know, and, uh, and so I realized, like, wow, these people have been destroyed their whole life since growing up. You know, I can't imagine, like, Peter or John or James and especially Matthew. Oh, my gosh, if you watch Matthew. Man, Matthew, like, no wonder I love them. My heart goes out to him uh, before I saw the movie, before I saw the show. So, anyway, so, so I can't imagine a man coming to you saying that you're amazing. You know, that the job you're doing is enough. I can show you how to use your skills in a way that's to impact the world, to impact the kingdom of God. You still with me? So it's not good just to pray for somebody and walk away. You're meant to have a relationship with them. This is why I try to say hi to you every time I see you. And when I tell you I love you, it's because I feel the love of God loving you. The only person I... Never mind. Okay. So, so anyway, so I see him and we let go and... and um, and then I was like, what, and this, this word came to me just as fast as the margarita, malicious and all that, was, what's your passion? What do you want to do? And he's like, I love to cook with a big smile, just big smile. He's like, I love to cook. And I'm like, do you want to be a chef? And he's like, I, I never saw myself being a chef. And I'm like, I'll be praying for you to be a chef. Like, I want you to be a chef. I believe in you. And he didn't know what to say. And then he actually told me his real name. <laughs> Because when I saw him here, he didn't tell me his real name. Isn't that crazy? Like when you encounter the love of God, you start to be real with him. You stop pretending. You don't care what, how you look, how, what, what thoughts you have, what you want to be called, how you don't want to be known. <laughs> Hiding depression, drugs, things going wrong in your life, like... When you encounter his love, like, none of that matters. All you care about is seeing him and being set free and having something to go for. Remember the hope, the closet? He doesn't, he, I promise you, he doesn't have shirts. He doesn't have a closet from the, from the whole thing that happened. But yet that moment, I gave him a shirt. Not, not an actual shirt, but hope. Thank you, Papa. And uh, he reaches out for a hug, and I can't do all that and not hug him. And so I hugged him, and I was like, I love you. I'm going to be praying for you. And he said these words as we walked away. He's like, God bless you. Isn't that crazy? Because he wasn't doing godly principles, but yet he's wired to say things like that. I think that's why we're all wired trying to reach the true expression of who we are. And I have five minutes left, but... That's actually where I wanted to get to tonight was understanding that you're a creative and there's ways and abilities for you to express yourself.
because that's how God created you. That's how he wired you. Are you with me? Last time I, uh, last time I got a chance to speak up here, um, I spoke about how, how many of you guys think you're creative. And I told you not to raise your hand. <laughs> and I love you for that. That's awesome. But you're believing a lie if you don't believe you're creative. You're just understanding it wrong. Because the creator created you, and you're the image of God. So everything he has inside of him is inside of you, just how this thief had God bless you inside of him. Even though he's never fully expressed God bless you, other than receiving. How many of you guys know it's good to receive? All right, so receive this. (laughs) Okay. So I I, want to give you some books. Uh, I don't personally have you, but I want to tell you the things that I've been reading uh, during the whole COVID crisis. And the first book is called The Artist and Soul. So if you're writing stuff down, I promise you it's a good book. I had it on my phone. I read it every night, um, just one or two pages. It was really life-changing. And so it's called The Artist and Soul by Erwin McManus. And uh, I checked with the producers. I'm allowed to say it. So thank you, Jesus. And uh, so I'm reading this book, and, and I get this phrase. So I'm going to read something to you. Are you guys still okay? Okay, cool. So that's just to, just to tie this down real quick. The kingdom is about finding your true identity. Right? But true identity is expressions. <laughs> like, I express my love for him and buying him a power rate, even though he definitely didn't deserve it. But how many of you guys know we don't deserve Jesus, but yet we do? You still with me? Okay, cool. So, uh, but anyways, that's the story with, uh, with Joe. Yeah, and then I went and got ice. <laughs> uh, but I do want to leave you with this one thing. It's crazy how I didn't have a supernatural manifestation, but yet I arrived to one. Right? It was so crazy how the timing, like, I could have left that meeting 10 minutes earlier, 10 minutes later, and probably miss him. Right? I could have stopped. Have you seen Sudley? There's 100 gas stations. I could have stopped at any of those. But yet, I went there. Right? And then my wife insisted on me getting ice. (laughs) You know? Sometimes the things that you feel that are making you uncomfortable isn't for you. It's for Joe. Still with me? Is probably why you guys are here tonight, right? To learn how to truly express yourself, not for yourself, but for people like Joe. For Northern Virginia to be saved. I think that's still our vision, right? That was sarcastic. Of course, that's our vision. Okay. Um, So I'm going to read this to you. So the true artist sees boundaries, say boundaries, not as the materials denied to us, but as the material that allows us to harness and focus our full creative potential. There are things we can do with clay, say clay, that we cannot do with stone. There are different rules of engagement when our medium of choice is wood and when our medium is metal. And uh, the big word that God, that, that God showed me there was the word boundaries. I think we're so quick that when a boundary happens, we're like, this wasn't God. I shouldn't do it. But maybe that box or the boundary that he's putting in you is a blank canvas that he wants you to paint so you can get out of it. Are you guys still with me or you guys fall asleep? Okay, cool. And uh, so I started thinking about, like, COVID was a blank canvas. All right, we all know, like, you should know I love people. If that story doesn't tell you I love people, I don't know what will. But I love people. It breaks my heart that people are dying because of this disease that Jesus beat 2,000-something years ago. By his stripes, we are healed. That breaks my heart that my papa would come off of his throne to die for us and people would still die. It just really melts my heart. It just breaks my heart. Uh yeah, okay, so no rant there. But I think what gets me is that, like, we, we just stops ourselves from expressing because of the boundaries that we create in our life, and we use COVID as an excuse not to learn something new. 
you know. So during COVID, I took the opportunity to read this and I decided to express myself, even though I felt like I wasn't a creative. But the reason that I didn't feel like I was a creative was because I was comparing myself. Don't raise your hand. How many of you guys compare yourself? How many of you guys compare yourself to the people you look up to? I compare myself to my wife. <laughs> you know, she's this amazing creative. Like I, I said this last time, uh, I try to paint a lion. She paints a lion. Mine looks like a sausage. Hers looks like a real lion. Right? I try to take the exact same picture, but she moved the plant, did this, did that, a little bit different. And hers looks professional. Mine looks like it should be a snapshot picture or something. But I think the problem was that I was trying to express myself. She does, but it's not about expressing myself the same way somebody else does. It's about expressing myself the way God wants me to express myself. Are you still with me, guys? Okay, cool. So comparison was out. And I think that's something that God wants us to strip off here at Hebrews 12. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down. I think I was being slowed down by comparison. Can I get an amen? Yeah. So let us, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. And then especially the sin that so easily trips us up. So that word sin means separation from Papa. And this is what I got a chance to do with this book. It wasn't the power of the book or the writer. It was the power of inviting God and Holy Spirit into this book with my conversation. So there was no more sin. There was no more separation when it came to the book because he was there with me. Just how he was there with me in the car, getting ice, and at the gas station. Does that make sense? So this beautiful manifestation happened where I was reading this book and I started to feel alive and creative and I started giving God my comparison. And that's the beautiful thing about worship is this is a safe spot for you to be able to lay it down on the stage, lay it down on his throne. Like the reason he's seeing you is because he's willing to take things that you're not supposed to be carrying because it wasn't your initial or original intent. If it's weighing you down, it is not his idea. So you trust in the Lord with all your heart. And not lean on your understanding, but lean on his ideas. And you give him that, I almost said a bad word, you give him that stuff. Yeah? I got to be real with you. But you give him that stuff. You give him that comparison, and then he gives you something beautiful. He gives you something beautiful. I think there was a scripture somewhere here that I wanted to give you where there's a, there's a beautiful exchange. Right? Or like the song Gardens. We didn't play it today, but it's like, I give you beauty for ashes, or I give you... You know, we give him mourning and it turns into dancing. There's something beautiful he wants to do with what you have. So what you have really isn't a way or a burden. It's an opportunity to connect with God. Are you with me? If your life sucks right now, that's something you can give to God. (laughs) If you feel depressed, that's an opportunity for you to talk to God. Just as much as the book. But the enemy comes and tells you that thing is so much bigger than God, but it's not. Still with me? (laughs) Okay, cool. Awesome. So then I read this part and then I was almost out of time. Are you guys still okay? Can I take like... Just, can I just show you a picture? Not yet, but can I show you a picture and then we wrap up? Is that cool? Okay, cool. So then I read this part in the book. It says, we could abandon painting or abandon our boundary and move to music so that we might find more freedom. But here, once again, the limitations are clear. At best, you, only, at best you get only 12 notes in the chromatic scale. All my singers say, do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, da, di, do, because I can't do that. We could see it as a vicious cycle, do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, di, and do, just an octave higher, not Mozart, Beethoven, John Lennon, or Bonnie Iver get to add a 13th note or a 14th note into the mix. This is the part that set me free. Are you guys ready for the freedom? Put your hand up if you're ready for the freedom. Creativity isn't about finding the 13th note. It is about arranging 12 notes in a way the world has never experienced before. You know why God wants your worship? <laughs> like Alex said, he doesn't need it. But he created you to express yourself in the way that nobody else can. That's why he wants you to sing, even if you don't feel like you can sing. Even if you don't know the words. 
I think that's why he gave us a, a Holy Spirit that doesn't have real, that goes shatarata, hey, loaded. <laughs> Can't find that in the dictionary, hopefully. So, anyway, so I, I, I found out I was a creative. And this is the cool thing. When, when God gives you a seed or a revelation, what I love to do is I have to give it away. Because if I don't give it away, then I don't learn from it. Right? My great teacher, Alex, taught me that. It was like, you give away. You give it away so you can keep it. And I thought about the psychological stuff, right? Well, the more I give it away, the more that I'm repeating it, the more that my brain remembers it, the more that my body remembers it, then it turns into muscle memory. Are you with me? Just in case you needed a practical thing, right? So what I ended up doing was I was like, I'm a creative. I can do this. And so when I gave God comparison, he gave me the truth of like, well, here are ways to express yourself. And I went to, the, to, to give it away, and I gave it away to Pastor Jr. And I was like, hey, you're a builder. I think that's creative, right? We create things. Like, I've tried to make it as practical as I could. I'm like, we built things together. Like, I, I, I see this wall, and I want to make something beautiful on it, but I don't want to spend any money. And, uh, <laughs> and, and then the Holy Spirit came, and then uh, I think it hit Pastor JR and was like, there's a construction site. Let's get in my truck. Not my idea. We got in his truck, went to the construction side. He walked in there. He put his hat. He was like, <clears throat> can I get your pallets, please? And the guy was like, here you go. He gave us all these pallets, took them on his truck. I, I, I have no idea. At this point, I'm not spending any money. We take it all out. Pastor JR brings out his saw. We cut down the boards, and then we get nails, and we start putting them on the wall to create something beautiful, to create something never before seen. But this is the part that I love. None of that was my idea. It was all God's idea. I just gave him something to work with. Right, Pastor JR? That's what we do. So when you express yourself, you're giving him something to work with, right? And there's something beautiful that happens in the process when you're passionate about what you do. And, uh, and if you can put it up, that would be great. Can you guys see it? You like it? Isn't that awesome? That's me, by the way. Summer hadn't hit yet, so I was a little chubby. Uh, but it's okay. So... I love our wall because, like, I hadn't seen that, but I was like, I want to try something on that wall. So we just started putting things together, and we created something beautiful. And it wasn't easy, but it was so much fun being able to express ourselves. But the cool thing about these palettes were, like, they weren't all perfect to put on. Some of them were bowing. But I used the same principle about not trying to force something in, but make it look something, uh, express myself in a way it's never seen before. So we had the idea of overlapping them. So now when you go to the wall, it's so Jesus. When you go to the wall, on one angle, it looks different. If you look at this angle, it looks 3D. If you get up close, it looks completely different. Isn't that so cool? And the part that I love, too, is that now we have a place to record and do stuff. You keep getting on saying, like, you, God is putting stuff inside of you, not for your sake, but for the sake of the kingdom and to benefit other people. But he wants to do it with you. Cool. There's more to it, but I, I just wanted to share that with you. Uh, I am out of time. And, uh, and I did drag Pastor JR on another project, and we made a floating shelf. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's it. You guys like it? Yay. Pastor JR told me not to tell you how much we spent on the whole thing, uh, but I'm going to tell you because you guys have been with me this whole long. It's the least you deserve. Uh, I think we spent like 15 bucks, right, Pastor? It was like 15 bucks. We created that wall. We created that. And this is the final thing I'm going to tell you. That wall that we had made was 10 feet by 10 feet. Okay, I am five foot ten. I say, tell people I'm five foot eleven. Don't tell anybody I lie, but I'm five foot ten. So that thing is double my height and double my width. But when I looked at it, it looked so tiny. And that's what I love about God is that when it's His expression, it doesn't look so big, <laughs> and so it's done because perfect love casts out all fear. 
So if you're afraid of something, that's actually the thing that God wants to cast out so you guys can create something beautiful that the world has never seen before. But it starts with stripping off all the weight that slows you down and setting your eyes on the champion, which is Jesus Christ. Are you guys with me? Okay, cool. I love doing activation. So put your hand on your hearts. All right, Holy Spirit, I thank you, God, that everybody here who has their hand on them was your idea. None of them are a burden. (laughs) They're actually amazing. They're actually beautiful creations that you took your time with. (laughs) And you're so pleased. I think you need to hear that, that he delights in you. He delights in you. You know why Jesus came into the room when we sang that song? Because it's true. He delights in you. He delights in you. And he delights the things that you want to put your hands to. Yeah. So right now, what we're going to do is we're just going to give you an opportunity to activate your creative side. Even if you already know you're creative, we're going to go with more because there's always more. Alex proved it today. So right now, in the name of Jesus, we activate your creative side. If you're on Facebook Live, you too? You think a camera stops Jesus? You think distance stops Jesus? Yeah. Just activate you. And uh, yeah, so I love you guys. Thank you guys for coming out tonight. Uh, thank you guys for taking time out and even giving me those extra five minutes. It wasn't even five preacher minutes. It was legit five minutes. This is so good. So I love you guys so much, and hopefully I see you Sunday. Cool? All right. If God is good, clap. <laughs>